Okay, this is Jim, the Keys bartender, coming to you from a hot, steamy Key Largo in our peak of our summer heat and humidity. Much like the rest of the country, you hear about the heat and stuff like that. Nothing we could do about it, but you can listen to Keys Bartender Podcast. We are a show about bartending and Keys life. And what could be more about life than I've got this time displacement thing going on. Uh, I don't know if it's me getting older or what, but for years, as a younger person, I just got used to the summer starting at beginning of June, ending and beginning of September. But had down here, when you live so far south, in, you know, in reference to the rest of, of the lower 48, there are some places... You know, they experience like South Texas and all that stuff. And, you know, the uh, our territories in our state and the Pacific or Hawaii and the American territories there. We I can get that vibe, too. But not to belabor the point, it just starts so early and ends so late. We get, you know, just maybe we're, you know, we get... It's a big deal when it goes into the 50s down here. It's a big deal. And everyone's thinking, you know, any place else you're thinking about Christmas, you're thinking about, well, if we can get a little snow, we can get this, all this would be nice. First sign of, you know, that's when it's really winter. And for us, it's, well, I, I guess at least, I, there's so many people here. The biggest thing, oh, I was able to open my windows last night. I was, I was able to open my windows. And because there's no... You could be in the shade here. It's just so uniform. It's, obviously, it's hotter in, in, out in the sun. We don't get as hot as other places where it's just the ambient temperature. We get the humidity, too. We're surrounded by water. We're kind of soaked in. And there's not a lot of... You know, not a lot of breeze now. We're just... Sometimes we pray for that tropical storm, but I don't want to jinx us. What I wanted to talk about, I got in a conversation with some people at the bar yesterday, and I think it works for, I'm going to use one, there won't be, have to be a segue from this to talk about bartending and uh, life and lifestyle, Key's lifestyle. Because what I would like to talk to today is about our mating rituals. The previous episode I recorded, I spoke about how low a success rate you had by sending a drink to someone. You're not saying, hi, I'd like to buy a drink for those ladies over there. You know, that, you know, I mean, it could get you in a little conversation or something like that, but for some reason, I don't see a lot of success. I don't see, I see very, for the investment, I see a very, very low success rate. It's kind of like the lottery. But then again, you get great rewards. Great rewards when you, when you start hitting on the lottery. I'm not saying you get an extra tick, you know, free ticket or you have you know, like four matches and you get $5. I'm talking about when you hit it. And uh, I didn't mean to say you hit it with the buying the drinks. You know, there's a little romance going on. It could be a phone number. It could be... Um, email could be a date could be could be sex you could close the deal one day you know things I don't know what it's like out there now 
I have no idea what it's like afterwards. I know what it's like in front of me. I see the people attempting. I see men and women, more so guys, because that's traditional one, but it's not unusual to see. There are women, and it's not that unusual for women to send drinks over to guys and buy drinks for guys. It's not that weird anymore. It is not a, hey, check this out. This, I just got to be sure. It's funny, nowadays, guys, women, men, bemoon the fact and like some guys, they don't complain. I, I, don't, I don't know if I pay or not, you know? And a lot of guys aren't complaining about that. You know, that they don't have to pay sometimes. But then there are women that say, well, listen, if I get to ask out for lunch, I'd like to, I'd like for them to pay for it. And then the guys may think, have the old-fashioned thing that, well, if I pay for it, I should get something from. Well, nowadays, it's like split. It's not unusual to see a split and stuff like that. But I was talking about sending the drinks over and and splitting. But we're talking prior to the date. So I'm going to back off about the check. Uh, Sometimes it's, it's a beautiful thing to see them splitting the check. Sometimes it's a beautiful thing to see someone taking the check. And sometimes it's hilarious watching people debate and having to say, oh, I'll just, you know, they can't. You got to make a decision, though. It's important to be kind of like a decision maker without being maniacal about it. But I'll go on that more in depth some other time. <clears throat> the biggest barrier for people, a meeting, is... They pretend to be someone they're not. And it isn't necessarily the person they're pretending to be that turns off the person they're approaching. You know, a guy pretends to be somewhat cool, have an interesting job and do this and that. And, you know, and have a you know great life. When he, he could pretend to do be this outward persona. It's like, I'm a cool guy. I got a great job. I got a lot of friends. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to be talking to this. Uh, let's say it's called a heterosexual approach. Because, you know, I don't see a lot of the... Um, well, I've seen a couple. But I, I haven't seen enough of same-sex approaches to be able to judge what works. You know? Because I don't know if we're a good meeting place. I think when we have... Gay people arrive, they're already a couple. Most cases. Now, but what I see is a lot of heterosexual. And I see people pretending to be, you know, they're pretending to be their idolized version they think they should be to meet the kind of person they think would like. So there's a lot of preconception going on right here. So first of all, they're pretending to be, like I said, the person they think the person they want to meet would like to meet. So they got to invent, they got to make an assumption about someone. Now, sometimes if they, if they're really higher level thinkers or something like that, crazy people, and they say, I'm going to change the way I am according to the person I meet. If the girl looks like artsy, I'm going to be this way. If she seems like a motorcycle chick, I'm going to behave this way. Most people don't do that. 
I'd like to talk about that a little later. What they turn to do is pick the the idolized version of the person they like to meet. And they think of the whole thing they like and they pretend to be that person. And in some cases, they could be that person on the surface. They could have the nice clothes. They could be well coiffed. No good haircut. Have a great uh, vehicle. You know, a shiny new car out front. And a nice place they live. But they're pretending to be the person that has the nice car and a nice place, the well-coiffed hair. And they don't really have much underneath it. So they're pretending to be kind of exciting, interesting, and all these things. And they're not exciting, interesting, or fun necessarily. But they have the outward trappings of it, and they're trying really hard. They're trying really hard. And I've seen some guys come in and have like the greatest car, but they kind of screw up on the clothing stuff. You know, see some man, the guy has a really great car, but he's dressed up like a, a outlaw biker. And I go, oh, that does not jibe well with what you're trying to do with your glitzy car. I don't know. It's kind of psychopathic, maybe. Because I think you'd have to have some kind of a, a nice uh, Sons of Anarchy tricked out Harley out front if you're going to be dressed with a jean jacket or something like that. So kind of get those together. But they spend so much effort. The one thing you think, they could pick the wrong idolized version of the kind of person they think the hot girl, their, their approach they think they're supposed to meet and they're spending all that effort to be that way. And it could be, it could exactly be the kind of guy that she's not interested in. But you're spending all that effort trying to be that person that you're kind of nervous. And that's the thing. All the effort you get go into pretending to be something that person is probably not even interested in. And on top of it, you're seeming a little awkward and nervous assuming this character trying this characteristic that in the end run will not work if you made it interesting if you were actually that person and behave that way with ease behave that way with ease wherever you went and were that crazy uh, free spirit with a jean jacket in in a Maserati looking like a biker driving a fancy car who's a, a tax attorney in Coral Gables. And you were that person, and that's the way you live your life, that would make you more interesting. And people say, well, yeah, I am living that life. But yeah, but you're not behaving like the tax attorney in a Maserati with a jean jacket. You act like, let's say primary like a tax attorney that has all these other things there and it's as interesting as you think a tax attorney will be that's your idea of it and most people don't find tax attorneys interesting even though they can make a lot of money they can make a lot of money and they may press certain girls but in some cases the girls will be like oh my god this guy is the most boring guy in the world so all the effort you're pretending to be that person it's kind of like out the window but being at ease with who you are when you're out, right? If you're the kind of person 
to go to a rock and roll bar, a place that, you know, plays like Southern Rock and shit like that. And there are a bunch of motorcycles out front. And you go in there and start playing soft sell on the jukebox or Christopher Cross or the Backstreet Boys. I know I threw in different artists and stuff like that. That's much more interesting than pretending to be part of the crowd. That'll make you stand out. You live that with ease. You pretend to be that person, that hillbilly-looking dude that's really into classical music. And now I'm picking classical stuff and stuff, you know. But you, you, you could be and just do it naturally. I mean, you release all those barriers. I think a lot, a lot of barriers of people meeting is that you got to put up this fake ego or whatever you want persona. Persona is probably a better description. When you're putting up a fake persona, the person that you're meeting has to work their way, either believing that that persona is the person they want to hang out with, and then accepting it's a real person, and then finding out a little later if you actually ended up liking the person that you met, that that's not the person you met. And, and I guess in some rare cases, and say, oh my gosh, you're, I thought I met this person, but they ended up being much nicer. You rarely ever hear stories like that. That's kind of like movie stories, or someone's a total a-hole. And then they, you know, could be a wealthy person, could be a poor person. I mean, rarely it's a poor person who on the outwards, kind of like a total douchebag, D-head, or a princess, or or a female lawyer. And then when she's in private, she's a sweetheart. She loves cats and blah, 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 blah. And, and it's real with a heart of gold, right? Well, relationships are like that out there. Everyone's like, they're meeting in, in the bar area, especially when they're in the mode of, uh, and when it's mating season, Friday, Saturday night, after happy hour. Yeah, a couple of drinks in. And you got all these personas people are making. And not only are you pretending to be someone else, a lot of times the person that's out that might be out looking for someone else, they have their own persona they're pretending to be. And they're the two that you engage. If you're at uh, the Hard Rock in Fort Lauderdale. Is that Fort Lauderdale? Yeah, the Hard Rock. If you're up there. If you go to poolside today at 2.30, there are a bunch of people oiled up. And if it's not storming, there's not a thunderstorm or anything out there, they're in the pool. There's a bunch of bottles of uh, Tito's or Grey Goose going to the private cabanas. And there's guys pretending to be a certain way. Um... A girl is pretending to be a certain way, and really, on they're they're in the group setting. It's even kind of goofier because if you're with a bunch of guys and you want to have a bunch, you know, the guys are your wingmen and the girls are you know in whatever flock they're in. Um, they're going to pretend they're part of the mob. Part of the mob. You're either a member of the mob or you're leader of the mob or one of the followers. Yeah. And it's every so often you got a member that's totally sticks out. It could be sticking out 
by being, uh, if you're a group of mob, you could be one of the, the worst people of it or the most eccentric person. And it goes, the worst eccentric in the horrible sense and the greatest eccentric in the interesting sense. Because everyone's either in the mob or the group or they're outside and there's two ways to be. I mean, that's actually a third way, and that's unconscious. That's probably when you're doing all the, uh, uh, you know, whatever, drinking all the shots and stuff like that. You're not drinking that. And we're talking about the hard rock, which is a perfect microcosm of it. I should go there and do that. I see this in the next week or two. I might be on it on a on a sailboat, and it's a sunset cruise, which is kind of like a microcosm of that. But I don't think it's going to be like that because it's going to be mainly couples, and they already know each other. But these four places of, if not intimacy, because there's really no true intimacy at the, the, uh, the pool at the Hard Rock Casino, Fort Lauderdale. There's, a, there's no like traditional intimacy. There's outward signs of intimacy. You know, a little, little uh, friendly necking, some... I mean, I won't even get all the... I, I don't know what has happened in there. I haven't been there. Kind of be, frankly, it'd be kind of creepy. I'm going to be 60 this month. So why would I be going for the first time to the pool at the Hard Rock? Because, I mean, what would I do there other than turn around and stare in amazement? That would just be totally creepy. And would be kind of fun. I have to say it would have to be kind of fun to have a cup of coffee, go there. And just sit there and have it like, oh, this is what's happening. These guys are trying to impress these girls. Obviously, these guys just got from the gym and they just put all their oil on. And hopefully, they're not going to get into the water because, oh, they're in the water and there's no oil. But the the point, all those things I said about and all I said about the liquor and all that uh, stuff. um, Needless to say, I guarantee you there's very few people at the pool of the Hard Rock Casino today, August 6th, at uh, 2.42, there's very few people that are having deep, soul-searching thoughts of what they're, you know, who they're intending to meet and how they, like, they're just putting on that there's only one reason to be it. They're not at the... The, I mean, there's a possibility they just got checked into the Hard Rock Casino and they went down in a pool to have a quiet time down there. And someone says, well, we got the kids, too. And, and you got the kids and you go, wait a second. Look, I can't go down to the pool. Look, everyone's drinking. I don't think there's any. I mean, that'd be kind of, it's kind of ridiculous if you take your kids to a Hard Rock Casino uh, pool on a Sunday afternoon. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. It could be a family-friendly place right now. Stuff like that. But in general, my idea of it is a bunch of people, and you'll call, you know, other haters are going to be calling them phonies. Incels would call them phonies. They're calling Barbies and Kens or whatever like that. Because they're, you know, on outward, most of the people, I'd have to say there, are attractive. Are attractive. And then there's, there's wealthy people, 
Notice how I didn't say the, you could be wealthy and attractive, and a lot of them are because you know there's plastic surgery and stuff like that. But there's also having money also gives you the freedom to be ugly. There are some very unattractive, wealthy people out there. You know, I see them all the time, and they're and the wealthy, and on a outward thing, the wealthy people may be pretending exactly who they are. Because I don't, I've seen that before, where once you have all these resources, you really can pretend how you be. So you're either pretending, uh, not pretending to be anybody, and just be a free thinker, open to everyone, stuff like that. You can have any uh, level of money. Most of the time, if you're desperately poor, it'd be really hard for you to justify why you're at a bar trying to pick up people, right? Not that you don't deserve it because you're desperately poor. I'm just saying there's better, probably better places where you could invest the, the little money that you have. And if you're super wealthy, you aren't usually, I mean, we do get super wealthy coming. We do get the super wealthy that decide to say, well, I'm going to go and eat in a regular place. Or be at a regular bar. See what that's like. I, mean, I see some super stunning people coming. Last night there was... Uh, uh, some of them came in. They just... They go wherever they want. Uh, whenever they want. And they just want to see what it's like. And they're kind of shocked. They say, oh, this is what the regular people are like. Now... But the specifically... The regular people, the people that are out with the couples and stuff like that and they're hanging out and the other people know them and their husband and wife know each other. So you really much have to be who you are when you're living with someone, right? I mean, otherwise you could pretend to be something different when you're with a significant other, but that significant other knows exactly what you're like. And they're going to say, well, no, Bob's, Bob's a garbage man. He, he, normally, he normally doesn't wear... He doesn't even wear a T-shirt in the, in the house. He's walking around with his old boxers and stuff like that. But how he's dressed up like now with, with the, uh, the you know, Gabbiano uh, 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 dress shirt on, and his hair slicked up and gold, gold chain. That, that's not what he's like around the house. Yeah, I, I really have to. I have to get on him just to trim his nose hair. That's his significant other saying that stuff. So you generally, it's easier to pretend to be something else when there's not a... Well, first of all, you shouldn't be picking up on other people when you're with in, in another relationship. I'm talking about being single, not being with someone you live with. Live, going out with your best friend. Your best friend knows that you're going to be... You know, when guys go out, they're pretending to be something they aren't. They don't go and correct each other. And I guess girls do the same thing. They don't correct each other. You're not like that. You don't go to the gym. Obviously, the last time you looked at as a weight was uh, you went, was waiting for someone to pick it up, actually. So all these things, you're at spending all this energy pretending to be who you're not. Pretending to uphold that whole persona. This is what I am. This is the kind of person I'm like. This is what I think the other person's like. And let, instead of just going out and meeting them exactly how you are. Exactly how you are. When you're pretending to be exactly how you are, it's easier to respond to people's uh, requests. It's easier to remember what you tell them about your background. Because you told them everything. 
You don't have to say, I thought you said you don't have any kids. Well, well, that that four kids in the current marriage, I mean, you mean? No. You say, I have four kids. I'm currently married. Now, you shouldn't be picking up on, uh, you know, just anybody, if you're, or anybody at all. But I'm just saying, if you're telling them, you're telling them the, telling them the truth. And the same thing is if you're, you know, doing anything. I work for the streets department. Yep, and I have a good time. Yeah, yeah, sure. You want to just hang out? Oh, I like this. Is what I like to do. I like those TV shows. I love. You know, you're telling the person who you are, what you like, and you find out the same thing for them. Now, fortunately, when you're talking to someone, you're letting them know who you are. They're letting you know who they are, because that's that's always like a bigger kettle of fish to fry. When these marriages, the people up into the point they're married, they were pretending who they to be these other people, right? They're pretending to be the guy that goes to the bathroom and doesn't flush the toilet for number two. You know, if you're pretending to be the guy that is neat and clean and polite and not the kind of fart under the covers. Or the kind of guy that, you know, uh, get on whatever um, di- uh, dating app there is. I was going to say dieting, but dating app. And have another girl. You're doing all these things to hide the person you really are. You're not only is you doing a disservice to the person that you're with. And they think they're kind of like, you know, they eventually find out and know who you are. You're also not being happy because you're not being who you are. And if you're not happy with, if you're doing it all, now then there's a second thing. So I told you, getting rid of the persona and pretending to be something is difficult. Because you think that person wants it. Now, also getting rid of that person that you think that other person wants. If you think that's the person you should be, the persona you're adopting... You're pretending to be the nice person, have a great... You should be that person. That's the big story on that. If you're pretending to be a person because that person is better than the person you currently are, why aren't you just trying to be that person? Try to be that nice person. Try to be the person that doesn't say negative things about other groups of people. Isn't isn't this... Honest and intimate relationships. Uh, is friendly with his siblings and his parents. You know, just just get rid of the persona and become it. If that's what you admire. Then you're gonna you you become that kind of person that wants. Um, you know, so if you want to be that, project that kind of person. Who's supposed to be with this other person you like? If you're a woman, you want to be with guy like that, or a guy you want to be like a woman that, or a guy be another guy like a woman, woman, whatever relationship thing you're in. Try being that person, right? And then you'll say, "Well, I'm that kind of person. I deserve this other kind of person, right? Not the piece of shit that's going to say, "Well, when I wake up in the morning at some other." 
girl's house. I'm going to call up the girl I'm seeing and tell her I'm in the hospital. Right? Or, you know, I heard some crazy stories. What was the one crazy story? The girl was... I was seeing her friend. And it was 2000... Was it 2007? It was 2007. And... The friend of hers is a yoga instructor. Another friend is pretty blonde. I actually wanted to meet the pretty blonde. And then instead, I met the pretty brunette. So I'm hanging out with the pretty uh, brunette. We ended up in the same house that night. Right? And I'm having, I'm not, I'm drinking at the time. I think I'm drinking at the time. Yeah, it's before I got sober. And the blonde woman says her boyfriend works for a, um, she goes into the elaborate story. And her boyfriend is out of the country for six months out of a year. And he works for BlackRock, which we all know at the time is a huge corporation. And he's working for um, the one that the, the former um, vice president, Dick Cheney, owned the company but it was a big military contractor and the, she hinted at that he was a black ops kind of guy mercenary this and that and I saw a picture of the guy and he could have been and you know a special ops operator with a size 43 waistline underdeveloped you know um, whatever I'm saying he didn't look physically fit to be doing any running, lifting, jumping out of planes or anything like that. But he was supposedly a, you know, one of those operators. And he was talking about he saw he was in a firefight in Iraq. And uh, he's going to be, uh, he almost had his jaw shot off. And she's out drinking. And he's going to be out of commission for two weeks. And he said, if you almost got your jaw shot off, you're going to be out of commission two weeks. Probably going to have a scar from a cut that he had from um, shaving. And he's going to be, he's just, he's hanging out with some girl on the cruise or something like that, on the beach. Just wanting to be calling his girlfriend up. Or whatever, pretending girlfriend and stuff. But he had all these crazy stories. And he said he saw his friend blown up, blah, 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 and all these people, operators. And I said, so all these Americans died, and there's nothing in the news, and nothing like this, and you're going to see. And turns out she saw her husband, uh, boyfriend, and uh, fiance in two weeks, and he, he uh, and I said, oh, how's he doing? He's all right. He's really, not really that badly damaged. I said, yeah, that's the thing about having your jaw shut off. It's going to leave a lot of damage. But that guy was pretending to be a person he wanted to be, and he's doing a really good job. Uh, really good job of being pretending a person who he wants to be. But eventually that girl, I think she, I mean, I, I don't know what happened. But uh, she, uh, I don't know what happened to result in them breaking up. She ended up being married to another guy. And uh, they, they just, they, it, it's really difficult finding a relationship when you get sucked into these things where you're pretending to be something else. And it takes so much energy. It takes so much energy to be, um, developing these characters. If you have to do it, just become it. 
And usually it's a better thing anyway, isn't it? If you're, I mean, I'm not talking about being a douchebag asshole, stuff like that. Because why? if you're working hard to pretend to be a douchebag asshole, and you know you're pretending to be a douchebag asshole, then stop being a douchebag asshole because you're probably that's probably the reason why you're, people hate you. And yes, they do. Um, you know, it's either if you're really a douchebag asshole, just be that douchebag asshole. I think uh, there are some there are some people like that, but I'd be really surprised if it really if you boil down everyone's fake persona, rip those shells off. Most people may be slightly insecure but friendly and not aggressive. And then you have some truly small group of aggressive people who say, wow, I thought they were pretending to be aggressive. But uh, that's my take on that pretending thing. This is Jim the Keys Bartender. Take care. Have a great day. Bye.